everyone's asking about the Mr. Irrelevant. And what I've got my sights set on is Mr. Irrelevant. When I first got it, you're thinking, man, Mr. Irrelevant. And I don't want to be that guy. Okay, welcome back, or welcome to Mr. Zerelevant on Brooklyn Rebound Podcast. It is Thursday, January 5, I want to say? 5. January 5. It's the new year, 2017. Already uh, losing track of the dates? Uh, you know, once it gets, I'm good, it's like 1, I got that. 2, you know, that's pretty good. 3, I'm still with it. Past that, you know, it's a little tough to remember these numbers. Cause you know, four or five, you get to the end of your hand. What do you do? Exactly. And, and, I mean, you could just look at your hand, but to remember to even do that, you know, I just have so much knowledge crammed in your head, by the way. It's your, it's your boy, Padre, of course. But so much football, NFL, NFL knowledge crammed in here that it's hard to remember anything else like basic numbers. When I'm doing things like winning uh, fantasy leagues, not the one that we're in together, but... <laughs> Much, oh one for much more money. Um, when I'm when I'm taking that down for actual money. What? Yes. <laughs> I, I put money in for our league. So <laughs> yeah, I've everyone else you. better. <laughs> okay. Uh, so that's more money coming my way. Uh, when I'm doing things like winning that pool I was in that I mentioned several times by one game advantage, I'm taking that down. When I'm defeating my my two friends and co-hosts, Cheesehead Marvin, E Dashnam, and the season-wide standings, taking down Week mm-hmm. 17, winning uh, eight games to Year 5, Yudesh Nam to Year 4, Marv. Yikes. And uh, I might retitle this show the, the pod Drew brags about his knowledge <laughs> and his skill hour. But Are we just going to do this yet. for an hour, then? No, you know what, actually, uh, I'm not going to do that. I decided in 2017 to be more <laughs> humble, so forget all that stuff I just said. So you're Cleveland, man. You forgot? <laughs> no. It's Things really, go good for us Week now. 17 was in 2016 still. It was the year Cleveland capped uh, it Was it? No, week 17 was January 1st, I believe. I'll give you... The, come on, take the 31st. It's, well, it's, yours. it's yours. I don't want to remember the 31st when the Buckeyes got embarrassed badly. Pretty bad. Clemson. Yeah. That was well, terrible. There were some Saturday games this week, no? No, just mm-hmm. Saturdays. Week 17, they're all Sunday, no Thursday, no Saturday, no Monday night. I mean, your Packers got it done on Sunday night, which is the last game of the season. Yes, sir. As we all thought they would. I mean, we all picked them. We also all picked a lot of teams. I mean, um, like I said, I got the most right with 13-3. and Marv, you were 12-4. Eric, you were 11-5 because you had um, Bears Island against the Vikings. They got destroyed. They did. And you had Panthers Island, who I believe lost by a point. So Yeah, one point. And you did have Giants Island over those stupid orange skins, which got the better of us. But Yeah, I don't know how you guys... It's fine. I won on a Bungles old island there when the Ravens didn't show up, as I thought maybe they wouldn't. So that was good. Now, Mr.'s mix up a different story for me a little bit here. So just to refresh anyone's memory... This is a, a game I came up with prior to the season starting. Kind of like a fantasy thing, but uh, it's a season-long competition with different weird things. Like, we each get points for our rookies on our team's yards. Like a fantasy whimsy league. Kind of, yeah. And we can call it a Mr.'s mix-up, but fantasy whimsy is good, too. Uh, you didn't come up with that idea back then. So no. I, we could have named it that. Right? that. That was just off dome today. I'm late. Yeah. So it took you 17 weeks to think of, but it's good. Not a very whimsical amount of time. <laughs> I don't know. I think the number seventeen is seventeen. Seventeen is that what it is? It's prime. I told you I'd have no more knowledge in my head. You're having really, you know, a lot of trouble with your numbers. Seven teams. Um, no, Mister's mix up. We had we picked out of a hat, kind of, and actually I have another kind of picking thing for us to do in a minute <coughs> to yeah. keep this going. But to wrap up Mister's mix up, uh, we picked between our three teams plus what I call the sister team. I ended up getting your Cowboys uh, when I picked, and uh, the sister team for them was the Rams, who are terrible. Uh, Eric, you picked the Browns, and the sister team was the Raiders. And Marv picked his own Packers, whose sister team was at the time the Bucks, but then he switched to the Bears after the Bucks were had no uh, nothing going on, no rookies to get points. 
you also get 100 points for a new quarterback, each new quarterback start who hadn't started for the team earlier in the season. So where things were last week, I had a, a pretty good size lead, but uh, I was in danger because my main source of points, Zeke Elliott, did not play. Or he, he didn't look like he was going to play Week 17, and he didn't, right? Did he, he even did get in for one, one series? No. no. So. Zero yards, that means zero points for me. I got very few points. I started the week with uh, 2004-12. I finished with 2004-28. Damn, dude. Eric, you had started with 2,288, so you were uh, over 100 points back. Marv, you started with 2018, which is next year. I, I remember enough to know that that's the next year coming. But that was your point total after week 16. You had a very good week. You, you scored a lot of points. You finished 2-2-4-9, so still in third, but... You really rounded into shape toward the end there with yeah. Jordan Howard and the Bears. That was a good switch to try to get back in it. Definitely. And then Geronimo Allison started. Geronimo, Geronimo got you some points this week. So. Can't take that name seriously. <laughs> <laughs> but the fact remains that, unfortunately, it was one thing I did not win because Eric is bad for Raiders fans, bad for the league that Derek Carr broke his leg. Yeah, it's not great. Certainly bad for this playoff match coming up for, yeah. for anyone wanting this to watch it. super disappointing. But it was good if... Maybe for you and you alone, and that yep. uh, Matt McGloin got the start. He's injured now, too, but it doesn't matter. We'll talk about it. But Matt McGloin got the start. That was 100 points to you. You got 55 more points on Oakland rookie yards. You got 83 more points on Cleveland rookie yards. Got you finished right 2,526, defeating me by an even 98 points. So Strong. if Derek Hard not broken his leg, I would have looked to finish with a literally two point victory. That would have been so exciting. Right, but I'm happy for you that you won. And, of Maybe course, so. um, I believe we said the wager for this preseason was that the two losers would have to take the winner to the Strand Barbecue and Astoria, Queens. That's going to be and, cheap um, for y'all. I do not eat meat. All right, and you said that. But, we, well, <laughs> maybe we can amend it for you uh, or just get sides. Or, or we could just go and get you some get drinks drunk, or, yeah. or something. Or maybe you can choose a place, what, a vegetarian barbecue place? I don't know. Do they have that? I don't. I really I don't want to know. I had a whole thing that. why it had to be barbecue because it was fitting and everything. What was that about? Because it was like fitting Something like Texas meats for uh, Cowboys. Yeah, you got it, you got it. Cheese they have, mac and I don't know. And beer. Cleveland is always getting roasted. <laughs> I don't know if I said that one, but again, that, it took you a while to think of that. But yeah, that works too. All right. Well, we have to get more. We have to. It's our duty to to compensate Eric in some way for his victory here. I know you don't want to do it, but I don't. Uh, but yeah, I guess so. You can hang out with me one time. I guess. All right. All right, boys. Well, uh, here's the thing. Like Maybe I next said, week, if our if if my team advances and uh, holds up its end of the bargain, so we'll see. Uh, like I said, anyway, I have a new picking out of the hat thing because it's it's um wild card weekend, four games. Biggest game is Giants Packers. <clears throat> we'll do some, you know, we'll mostly let you handle that one at least initially, Marv. But for right now, I have six things here. There's three other games, which means we could do a point counterpoint for all three. And normally, that's just me assigning one team to one of you. The other one takes the opposite view, has to take it. I want to get involved now that it's the postseason. Uh, there's three games, so. We could do two, two, and two matchups. And to pick who we're going to select, why don't you, uh, Eric, you start, pick one of these things here, and that'll correspond with a team you're going to have to argue for in a minute. I, I got 2B. 2B, that's the Seattle Seahawks. Oh, God damn it. Marv, why don't you reach that's over a, and grab one a, if you can. It's a good here. choice this week, at least. Word. And uh, if you get the same number, you'll have to repick because you, you can't also argue against I yourself. I have 2A. Not All right, so we start off with a classic <laughs> matchup. That's your Lions, Marv. You guys will be arguing count porner, point counter. <laughs> See, uh, you know, that, that didn't happen to me too much in 2016, but maybe it's back for 2017. I can't say point counterpoint. Let me select here. I have 1B, which is the Houston Texans. Joyous. Great. Yikes. Eric, you take another one there. What you got? 3B, uh, Pittsburgh. That's the Pittsburgh Steelers. You got it. And uh, Marv, take one of the remaining two. 3A. 3A is the Raiders. Uh, no, I'm sorry. That's the Dolphins. So you guys are Jesus. also Dolphins uh, Steelers. Wait, did that even make sense how I did this now? You guys have two matchups? Well, yeah. We three, have two matchups two. and you're arguing against yourself. All right. So that doesn't work. You, <laughs> have, to have, get, you have to have uh, one, one A, Marv, which is the Raiders. And then I will take 3A, which is the Dolphins. All right. Uh, now, here's the thing. Before getting right into it, honestly, um, since I hadn't been doing point-counterpoint all year even though I've been saying it better up till now. Hadn't been doing it. 
think I'm gonna need to take a quick break. I'm I'm gonna need to take a little time right now and practice a little bit. Get get in the right mindset for it, you know. And while I'm doing that, I'm just gonna need you guys to kind of vamp for a bit, <laughs> do a little debate. So you get we're rolling right into the playoffs. We just finished the year. Maybe you guys can go over your favorite moments from this regular season in the NFL. Maybe you can do if you run out of things to talk about, I would suggest just getting into your old debate on stats versus uh, the, the eye test, and that can give you like five, six hours. That's gonna be fun I'll probably be back before then anyway. So do you guys think you can handle this yeah, responsibility? Yeah, I think we'll be all right without the QB for a minute, but uh, all right, yeah, good so luck I think to you. Run the wildcat for a yeah. bit, and we'll see what happens here. Cool. Well, I think we should right. first get into MVPs, man. This has been MVP. a raging topic everywhere. Everybody wants to know who's the MVP. You got a couple guys on your team who might be you know, fit for it. I think they might cancel each other out, but yeah. I got my guy who came on strong at the end, but who do you who do you say? At least who's your top five? So you can't give it to Brady for missing four games. Uh, you can't give it to LaBelle for missing four games, even though he had a better season as, as a running back than yeah. Zeke did. Yeah, he had an amazing year. So my top five, I guess, would be Zeke, Stafford, Rodgers, uh, Ryan. Do I have to pick a fifth? That's the four, right? That's four. So you, so I thought you were gonna say Dak is your number one. No, 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 Dak. Uh, Dak's not not our MVP candidate. Um, honestly, there. If you could vote for a whole like unit, I would vote for our offensive line. Uh, it's the best in the league. It right. continues to be the best in the league. Also, Derek Carr, if the Raiders had come in strong and he'd not broken his fucking leg, would have been a candidate. I think he still is. I mean, if you think about it, you know, and you look at he missed what one game. Yeah, he missed one, one game. He missed the last game of the year. And that game showed how important he really is and how valuable he really is to that team. And this this weekend, man, who knows what's going to happen. They're, they don't even have Matt McGloin anymore. He got hurt. They have... Uh, it's unclear whether he's going to play. Um, who's his Carr, backup? if I'm not mistaken. I don't even know his first name. Carr. <laughs> Carr? Derek no, Carr? Not, no, no, no. I'm sorry. Cook. 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 Uh, I think I don't it's know him. Connor Cook or something like that. Oh, okay. He's a rookie. This is he would be the first quarterback in playoff history to make yeah. his first start in the or in history to make his first start in the playoffs. Uh, so I don't know. Not looking too great for these guys. That would be cool. Not ideal for the Raiders. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that really sucks. What about you? What's your What's your top five MVP? Top five MVP. MVP? I I'm surprised you put Stafford on there actually because you know. They ended on a three-game losing streak. They did, uh, and I think that probably takes him out of it. They just like they, he wins games, though. He did. He did do his thing this year, but I kind of, I always saw them as fool's gold. I think my top five. I'm gonna go Lev Bell number five, Zeke four, uh, Tom Brady three, Matt Ryan two, Aaron Rodgers one. Right, right, right. I'm sure people think I'm being biased. Uh, I just feel. You know, like the argument for Tom Brady is, oh my God, he, you know, 14 ga- uh, 12 games, 28 and 2. Right. The last 12 games Aaron Rodgers has played, he's 30 and 3. 30 touchdowns, 3 picks. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't realize he'd been that solid. Okay, he doesn't throw interceptions, though. That's like yeah, his thing. Like, he's 40 touchdowns, led the league, 7 picks. And, you know, second half of the year, when he made the run the table mm-hmm, comment, mm-hmm. he hasn't thrown an interception. So he's been amazing. And he, you know, without him, I think this team is horrible. You know what I mean? We're probably. I also think that. Yeah. So, you know, I think it, when it comes to maybe offensive player, I'll give it to Matt Ryan, you know, because mm-hmm. he was amazing, but he has so many other pieces on that team. Also, Matt Ryan, like, I was just listening in, an, in another podcast this morning, and they were totally right. Matt Ryan do- doesn't ever look cool playing football. He's not a guy you think about. He's like Philip Rivers in that way. That's a great point. I never thought of that, actually. He's kind of like, he looks like the guy next door. Who right. Whatever. But it's yeah. like Rodgers will like pirouette out of a tackle and yeah. just like chuck it off his back foot 60 yeah. yards at the end of a game and almost beat the uh, Cardinals. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers, uh, I remember this co- this uh, comparison last year was uh, Steph Curry is the Aaron Rodgers of the NBA. You know, when Steph was going well. Sure, You know, sure. where he make threes from out of nowhere. He did have a little swag to him last year. Right. That's why I got Rodgers as the MVP. RQB is back. How are you? That's right. So, you know what? I was sitting there meditating for a minute, getting into the point-counterpoint zone, and then I'm like, do I need to be do- I'm the football master. I know I said I was going to be more humble this year. All that knowledge. 
but I, I realize I have the knowledge, so what, what do I need to break for? But, I mean, it sounds like you guys had an interesting comment. Yeah, so we were having a who's the top five MVP debate. Top five? Okay. Top five. How far did you get into that? So, I wasn't going that long. Eric, you want to tell me your top five? So I had Zeke, Ryan, Rogers, and Stafford. I didn't have a fifth. Oh, I thought you were going to say Zeke. In yes, Zach. So he had Zach, Zach. Yeah, Dez. <laughs> he had no particular order, but I, I had you an order. You did have an order. Lev Bell, five, okay. uh, Zeke, four, Brady, three, Ryan, two, and Rodgers, one. So what's yours? What's your well, just going off your list, I might even... Zeke is a good one. You had Zeke at one if you had to pick. Um, Honestly, I probably have Ryan at one. Okay, because Lev Bell, I think, honestly, I might put him even over Zeke just because they don't have as good of an offensive line. He ain't played he's 16 games, games, though. I don't, I don't That's know true. That I, don't think he should, I don't think either should be the MVP. And and with Dallas, it is more of like a group. I think it's just a group offense thing that's just so good. Yeah. Um, but it's you don't give the MVP Dez to threw a touch the whole team. <laughs> yeah. So I do like the Matt Ryan pick. That might be mine. Brady, I would say, is out for me. Kind of what you said anyway. He didn't play the full season, whether it was really his fault or not. And Super the team run three games without him. Yeah. So it's a little bit of a system thing, even though he's one of the greatest of all time. Aaron Rodgers, is that who you were saying? Yeah. Boy. So, I think, for me, it probably would be... I don't know what analogy you were just making. Is your, who you're making to Steph Curry to someone? So, we were talking about uh, kind of... His point was, when I was saying Aaron Rodgers is the MVP, it's because, you know, if you got to pick offensive player of the year, maybe I'll give it to Ryan at that point because he has so many other weapons on that offense. Mm-hmm. Rodgers, the Packers without Aaron Rodgers are probably bottom half of the league. And then that's where we got into, he's saying Matt Ryan doesn't look cool. Aaron Rodgers is cool. He makes amazing plays. And I was saying, you know, you can compare him to Steph last year, that Steph Curry would make a three from half court or from anywhere. Oh, right. You know, when have three people in his face. Right, exactly. Crazy, uh, game winners. Right, right. right. So I was actually thinking, not Steph Curry, but to, to the basketball one, I think Aaron Rodgers is more of a LeBron comparison, at least as far as MVP is concerned. Yeah, LeBron doesn't always win the MVP every year. But he is the but MVP. But everyone knows he is like the most valuable player. Right, in the NBA. right, right. He makes his team. I think Rodgers is kind of the same in, in that regard. Yeah, I can see that. But yeah. going by how, at least how they do it and what and how it goes from season to season, I might say Matt Ryan for the whole body of work this entire game one to seventeen. I saw this somewhere. Would have it over him slightly. They were saying how you know. Uh, Kyle Shanahan is the offensive coordinator, and he's made such a difference with Matt Ryan that when Kyle Shanahan gets a, uh, a head coaching gig this offseason and Matt Ryan goes back to being Matt Ryan next year, everyone's going to be like, you know, yeah, the MVP yeah. should have went to Aaron Rodgers. Or Fair enough. And here's one more thing. Um, we're going to see how, I mean, th- this could change. Opinion on this could vary a little bit depending on how old Connor Cook does this weekend. And, of course, uh Who's going to we be arguing for him? Yeah, oh, you, Marv, you're going to have to bone up on that because you got the Raiders coming right up for point counterpoint. But speaking of the Raiders, my fifth is Khalil Mack. Okay, Khalil okay. Mack for a defensive certainly, but I was going to say Derek Carr, of course. Yeah, that's so that right. depending on how it goes, this I mean, I yeah, I mean, I think it's fair to use what the team does without him in a playoff game, whether it's regular season or playoffs. To say right, he only missed one game, you know? he really might be the. This season, the 2016 MVP really might should belong to him, maybe. So yeah, it's rare to get a wins we'll above replacement, like an eye test on wins above replacement for an MVP candidate like that. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, work. All right. Uh, is there anything else you guys wanted to talk about, or more MVP stuff, or should we, can we just for a little bit? Uh, can you make a better like like Can you like finish flushing out the case for Rogers because he was real bad for like four or five games there? I don't think he was real bad. I just think it was. We're so used to him being amazing that it that that it looked really bad. Granted, he wasn't as accurate as he has been in the past. Those first like I would say six games, um, I think where it made a big difference is Jared Cook. To be honest, coming back being healthy that that opens up the field. Jordy getting more healthy again opens up the field. Um, I saw a stat with him with Jared Cook in the game. His passer rating shoots up to like 117. Without him, it's in 90. Sure. I think it makes a huge difference just having that tight end that's able to open the field because that's something that he hasn't had in a couple years. So, you know, that makes a difference. I, I also think, again, he, he just spoiled us so much in the past that you sit and think and you're like, damn, something's off. 
but if you look at his numbers, I think he only had through that Washington game seven interceptions, and I believe he was at twenty one touchdowns or twenty two touchdown passes at that point, which is still not bad. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Derek Carr finished with twenty eight and six. So fair enough. I don't think it was he was that bad. I just feel like it's just the offense wasn't scoring enough for what the defense was giving up as well. Defense gave up 40 two straight games. Gave up, I think, over 100 in a four-game stretch. You know, right, so right. so I think who's going to score that much in, in the four-game stretch? Not even Tom Brady, really. So. All right. I mean, that's, right. that's I, a pretty I good that. argument. I would, uh, realistically, like, I, I'm not going to lose sleep over whoever they give it to really yeah. that much. But realistically, any of the three QBs we mentioned, I'd probably be fine with. Yeah, I would even be fine with them giving it to Zeke, to be honest. He's been Same. amazing. I, I would be fine with any of those five, even Carr, any of those six. When you said Stafford, I was like, I don't know, because they lost three three in a row to end the season. If if, if they would have won, maybe right. won the division, I would have said, yeah, Stafford's in there. Well, it's the opposite of the Rodgers argument where he's, he, right. peaked at, he peaked too early. Right. Do you think for, like, offensive rookie of the year they give out, do you think Zeke's the lock for that? Or will be fighting with his own teammate, Decker? Oh, I don't know. I, I think Zeke's a lock for that. He led the actual NFL in rushing. Who's the big defensive uh, rookie this year? What do we think? Is there one? And there's, they got to give it to somebody, right? Who jumped out? I'm not sure. I've been oh, at- uh, the corner um, in Jacksonville. What is his name? Oh, Jay They almost drafted him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. He's, he had a really good year. He had good yeah, he had a great year. Eli Apple had a good year for the Giants. Right, I've been, all, was good for I've been Giants, all in the yeah. Giants because, you know, yeah. looking forward to the game. But I feel like there, yeah. there may have been someone else, too, that probably can't think of. I feel of like right. Joey Bosa. Some type of pass Joey rushing. Bosa, yeah. Yeah, I don't think they'll give it to him because he missed a couple games. But he had a really, really good yeah. year. Yeah. Like, if, if you're redoing the draft, he might be the second overall pick. And uh, E-9, who is the guy you want? I don't. It wasn't Bosa or... I don't think it was a Ramsey. I was put it all out of my mind. But you really I wanted, wanted some defensive think, guy that got drafted. I wanted not Ramsey. It was Ramsey. Okay. Yeah. So, it's, okay. Was, there was, a, there was another guy. I was guy hoping was it was going to be someone who didn't look his name. name. I can, uh, yeah. <laughs> I can know you on it. But, uh, no. Uh, um, I thought maybe linebacker. Retros- in retrospect, I'm, I'm fine with Zeke. Oh, yeah, you are? Okay. <laughs> it's okay. I'm okay with this. They, you know, I'll take it. I'll take it. Why okay. not? Pretty good. Well, I think it's time for a point-counterpoint. No more stalling. Marv, you're up on the clock. Early Saturday game, terrible game all around. ESPN, apparently I heard, is going to lose millions and millions of dollars on this game. Jesus Christ. I'm not sure how that works exactly, but that's something I... Yeah, they get this game every year. That's they a get news the article I saw, every the, year. the thing, and didn't click on, but that's what it said. Raider, you're on the Raiders. I will be doing Texans in a minute, but you're up on the Raiders point. So the Raiders, while they're on the road, they've already beaten this team once earlier this season in Mexico City, which again... Kind of like a road atmosphere, you know. It's kind of it's a neutral site. So, uh, another thing, you you're probably gonna get a lot of Raiders fans in Houston. Raiders fans do travel, so uh, that can only you know benefit the Raiders. While the defense hasn't played, you know, to I, I'm not even gonna say its capabilities. It's been a whole season. The defense was bad. It's been better recently, and I feel like against Brock Osweiler, who's been named the starter. It could look good, you know what I mean? He's If there's any quarterback you want to go up against to look good, it's probably going to be Brock Osweiler. So while they do have their backup quarterback, everyone else is the same. I'm imagining they're going to try to pound the ball with Latavius Murray and control clock that way. If Connor Cook could just not turn the ball over, I don't see why they can't beat this flawed Texans team. So uh, Crabtree's still there, Cooper's still there, uh, Murray's still there, the two rookie running backs who've done well. Man, you got Khalil Mack going up against Brock Osweiler. I, I think uh, at best this is a toss-up. Raiders won 13 games for a reason. It wasn't all Derek Carr. No, uh, so I'm, I'm up for the Texans' counterpoint. So it wasn't all Derek Carr, I agree. But offensively at least, I think it's kind of one of those things if one, one thing falls into place, everything else goes right. When the parts are moved, is it going to function the same? It's really hard to think that it will. I do think to go against myself, I actually think the Raiders – Raiders, for some reason, they maybe they'll have a little better chance with Cook over McGloin. Just because I guess we know what McGloin is. There's not really tape other than college on Cook for Houston to watch. So maybe he could surprise. But other than the obvious points of they're at home, slight advantage, and they got a better defense, which you think would be an advantage in a game like this, I don't think there's any argument that the Texans have a better defense, even with J.J. Watt being out for most of the season and still out. The surprising thing, I think... I, th- I could see Brock 
aka Glock Osweiler, being competent in this game. I think that the reason that the Texans gave him this foolish contract in the first place for millions and seventy million dollars, whatever, it was because they saw him have a couple big performances in like key games, and mm-hmm. they kind of fooled him that way. And maybe it's the Connor Cook led Raiders, but on the shitty Saturday wild card game. Regardless, it's a big game. It's a playoff game. The Texans themselves have, other than last year when Hoyer was, you know, pathetically throwing nine picks or whatever, the Houston, at least maybe it was because all those other games before that one were against the Bengals and the Bengals never won, but Houston does win these wild card games at home. They have been doing that. Or just in general, they've been winning them other than last year. So I think it's there. The precedent's there. And I think Osweiler will shake things off a bit. I don't think he's going to light it up or anything, but... I think he'll he'll look competent out there, um, and the Texans will win in, in a type of like twenty fourteen type of game, something like that. All right, how do you guys feel about your picks? Are you gonna flip flop? You know uh, what's crazy? You're doing the quarterback now. <laughs> I thought I was I was gonna pick the Texans. I've been, I've been you convinced yourself? Yeah, I convinced myself because to, to be honest, Connor Cook is probably better than Matt McGloin. I do I do think he probably he is. didn't look. I mean, he was facing the top ranked passing defense in the NFL in this last game of the season where the Broncos definitely wanted to beat the Raiders' ass so they could be the five seed. And now he's facing the Texans team that's meh at best. Right. I'm going Raiders. Okay. I can't believe it. I thought I was going to go Texans all week. I'm like, oh, the Texans are going to win these bum-ass um, motherfuckers. I, I would, I'm going to root for the Raiders to win, but uh, in my head I agree with what I just said and I think the Texans will win, so I will go Texans. I've been trying this whole time to decide whether... Who's on the island? Yeah. I've been trying to decide whether Oakland's pass defense, which is their biggest problem, if, if, if it's like, hooray, we get to go against Glock Osweiler, or, oh, fuck, it's Glock Osweiler's time to shine against the uh, Raiders' pass defense. Yeah. I think I don't trust a rookie quarterback. Uh, I think I am going to pick the Texans. All right. Marv, give yourself Oakland. I hope Island. you say that when when uh, you're talking about your Cowboys next week. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, there's a difference. That's between, got the presence <laughs> of a veteran, and he had a full season where Cook had what, half a game or whatever. I don't even know when McGloin went out of that one. Was it in like the third quarter or something? Oh, it I didn't watch early. a second of that game. It was early. Yeah. yeah, it was early. So Cook played most of the game. I didn't really saw hardly any either. Okay, so what we got next is a little better game. Nothing amazing still, but it's Saturday night. NFC time, Lions at the Seahawks. Let's see who this skirmish is between. I believe it's between me and... No, I got uh, it's, uh, Marvin and me. Oh, it's between Marvin and you. That's right, I'm not involved in this one. So, all right, this is the classic one. Classic point-counterpoint. And uh, when I was gone uh, for a couple minutes there, all I was doing, I wasn't meditating, like I said. I was just saying point-counterpoint, point-counterpoint, <laughs> point-counterpoint. Point, so, said it a hundred times, point-counterpoint. You're up, uh, so you didn't. You you probably got the worst draw to pick from with. Well, maybe not since you put the Raiders there anyway. But Raiders and now Lions for you, Marv. Yeah. What, do you, what do you got for the so, points? Uh, the Lions, yes, they've lost three in a row to end the season. Those three teams are the one, four, and five seed in the playoffs. So they're all tough teams, and you know all of those games at one point or another, except for that Cowboys game, was towards the end. But they started off strong. It was a close game. Um, Giants game was close to the end and the Packers game it was close at the beginning close at the half straight and then got a little close again towards the end but my point is the Lions play close games the Seahawks while their defense is what they're usually known for their offense hasn't been amazing Russell Wilson's been good but the rest of the team you know they don't really have a running game their offensive line is bad so you know the Lions maybe could do something on defense while their defense yes DVOA and all that garbage was ranked last the past couple of weeks. They they haven't been bad unless they were playing the Cowboys or the Packers. Their defense had been showing up and, and doing some things. In addition, on offense, Zach Zenner looks like a revelation. He actually looks pretty good, even though they don't have Theo Riddick. And I think the most important thing to, 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 to note here is that the Seahawks, are, without Earl Thomas, look very ordinary on defense. They don't look like this, this unstoppable force that they used to be. So, you know, that can only play into the Lions' hands and, and maybe Golden Tate will go off against his former team. Maybe Marvin Jones does something. Or Stafford just zips the ball around. And, and if he could keep him close to the fourth quarter, I don't see how why they shouldn't be able to get it done. 
I don't think Seattle's home field advantage this year either is that serious. They were seven and one, but I don't know. It's kind of a fraudulent seven and one this year. So those are the reasons Detroit has a chance. They always keep games close. Seattle's defense isn't the same. I don't see why not. Before we switch to counterpoint, was was the one game they lost? The Cardinals beat them at in yeah. Seattle. That was yes. the only. T- oh, I thought they might have lost more. I, I thought so. they. I thought they might have as well, but um, no, they not the case. All right. How about that Seahawk counterpoint E dash now? So, uh, despite losing uh, Earl Thomas to that force or biceps tear, whatever it was, the Seahawks defense did finish top five in DVOA. I think they've still got the names on defense. They still got Sherman Chancellor, Michael Bennett's back. They still got Cliff Averill. They got names you know on defense, and you know those names because they're fucking stars. Uh, that defense is still deadly, even without that field general Earl Thomas back there. They're going to be able to drop the hammer on this short passing offense of Detroit. Almost certainly the problem, Detroit's not going to have that same effect. Even though Seattle's offensive line is bad, Russell Wilson is quite mobile. Really, they only have one guy capable of affecting play on the line in Detroit. Uh, that's Ansa. Not him? Not, I mean, Haloti not as old as fuck, man. Yeah, but I mean, he's still good in the ru- against the rush. Against the rush, sure, sure. Uh, he's good. At, he's good running, and uh, my boy Alex Collins hasn't had much of an impact. That's probably due to the uh, problems they're having along the O line. I know they spent the least amount of money by like a lot uh, on their O line this year. It's not going to matter with uh, Russell Wilson. It's not going to matter with these wide receivers who can get open across the middle against this weak ass Denver or Detroit defense. And I think this is this is sort of a gift matchup for the Seahawks. It's sort of the one team in the NFC who wouldn't be able to take advantage of their shitty O-line. So that's my call. All right. Do you guys agree with your given assigned points, or do you want to flip-flop? Oh, I'm good. I'm flip-flopping. So the spread is eight. I'm picking the Seahawks, but if I had to pick against the spread, I would pick the Lions because I don't think they're – I think it was going to be closer than, than we think. I think it's going to be closer than eight for sure. Uh, I think it's going to be so close that I'm going to do a surprise pick here. I'm going Lions. Wow. Nice. Part of the reason is I don't want to pick all home teams, and spoiler alert, I probably will pick the rest of the home teams. Maybe not. I, I still can change my Giants-Packers pick. Probably go Steelers, but maybe not because I have to argue for the Dolphins in a second, but <laughs> maybe I'll convince myself. Either way, I just have a weird feeling about this one. The Lions have not overly impressed at all, really the whole year. And lately they've been on a skid, even though they've been playing close games. But you're saying that they're not the the best team to take advantage of. I guess your your point, Eric, was they're not the team to take advantage of the Seattle's uh, porous O-liner. No pass rush, They're yeah. defensively to take advantage. I think the Lions might be able to take advantage of Seattle's defense at this point. I was surprised to hear that record, too. I, I also feel like the, the home thing has been not as much this yeah, year. Well, I mean... And if you look at Admiral the, Thomas is huge. Like him being out yeah. is huge. They are objectively playing worse without him. And I think Stafford has had a pretty decent year finding guys. I do think that goal. I was going to bring up the Golden Tate thing. If you weren't more about, I think Golden Tate's in for a big game here and, and is going to want to go off against his former team. I think he might be able to get up the middle on him. And yeah, they haven't done the best pass rush, but. The main thing is the Seahawks just have not looked good at all lately. They really haven't. They they struggled against the Niners week 17. Mm-hmm. And they mm-hmm. lost week 16 at home to the Cards, as we mentioned, who have had a tough season, even though they're good on defensively for the most part. But uh, just a hunch pick here, but and I could certainly be wrong. I probably will be, but I'll take Lions Island here and see what happens. I give you that lot of heart right there because mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a bold pick. Uh, concerning the Seahawks home field thing, you know, they play the Niners and the Rams at home, so those are two automatics. <laughs> Every other game has been close. Like, they beat, they started the season against the Dolphins at home, one by two, barely beat the Falcons when they didn't call that, that pass interference on Richard Sherman in the middle of, uh-huh. of the field that would have right. in, in field they, goal position. The, were they straight up Falcons lost probably would have won. They beat the uh, Bills by six. I remember that was a Monday night game where the Bills actually showed up. It was close. Um, and then they beat right, the Eagles by 11. It was, again, a closer game than you would think. Their games at home, I don't know, you're just used to them putting the hammer down and killing people at home. They haven't done that this year, really, except, you know, they play their, their division rivals and, and beat them up. And this would be a huge upset, but it could be the big surprise thing. Like, oh, what's yeah. going on with the Seahawks? Is, there, is it over for them? And the line is really bad. I know it's real bad. Russell can run around, but... You know, at a certain point. 
They've invested the least on their own line in the NFL. That's crazy. So, All right, let's move to Sunday. We've got the early AFC game, Dolphins at the Steelers, and it has fallen on to me to argue for this Dolphins squad. So Go for it. Uh, it's probably a, a bad position to open from that I don't actually know who's going to be quarterbacking for the squad this week. I think they're sticking they with Matt Moore, right? They're trying to push Tannehill in. In my opinion, they should stick with Matt Moore regardless. They should. Tannehill's hobbled. Why am I helping Yeah, there? so Tannehill's out. He's an actor. Uh, he, okay. That's yeah, official. official yeah. Okay. So, to start off, I think Matt Moore is probably one of the best backup QBs in the league. And well, I was best. calling him, that's why I said one of. <laughs> Call the qualifier. All right, all right, all right. Uh, so, I think I was calling him, like, the, Charlie, the new Charlie Batch because he's been, like, the backup on one team so long. But I think he's better than Charlie Batch. I, I, he does look competent enough to run this team. And I never thought Tannehill was wowing me that much, and Tannehill was more prone to make big mistakes, even though he had been playing better in the weeks leading up to his injury. So the main way that I think the Dolphins will win this game is that they're going to have to attack the, the Steelers' weaknesses, obviously. Unfortunately, a big strength for the Steelers is home field advantage, which they have. Uh, the Steelers did go to Miami. Uh, oh, oh, no, but actually... The Steelers lost in Miami. The Steelers lost in Miami. Okay, I thought that, and then I was like second-guessing myself. No. So the, the Steelers did go to Miami and get shellacked, I believe. J.H.I. ran for over 200. So, yeah, one thing you could say is now the Steelers at home, they want revenge. And I'm sure they'll be up for the home playoff game. But maybe maybe Miami just knows Adam Gase and them just know something, know a way to get it against the Steelers team. The Steelers are fighting against, I think, two of their tendencies. One is the, in big games, playoff games, wildcard games, or, uh, or just like games to get into the playoffs. The Ravens one, for example. They do enough to get it done, and they get it done. The other thing is they, they have slipped up against teams people to be considered subpar. And a lot of people, even though the Dolphins are in the playoffs, probably still consider them that, especially with the backup QB situation. So they're going to be fighting each other on that. Miami, on those two tendencies, Miami needs to take advantage. So I think the way to do that is you want to be chippy with them, I would say. You don't want to take it full Bengals slash Bungles level. Don't go over the line like the Bengals have a tendency to do against the Steelers. No, no perfect type shit. But... You got Sue on there. He's going to mix it up. You know, throw throw Love Bell to the ground. Don't get kicked out, but give it some hard hits. Get them in that mindset where it's getting a little chippy. Maybe they'll make the mistake for once, which they didn't. You know, on the Bengals matchups, the Bengals always get flagged. But maybe maybe Miami could flip this on them a little bit. Uh, and offensively, I mean, that that's what you're going to hope just hope to do against um, the, the tough... Steelers offense, and you're going to hope that Roethlisberger has been a little... He didn't play last week, obviously. Maybe he's a little... Um, he hasn't had the best year. Maybe he makes a few mistakes. Um, but your better bet then is on offense to really attack really attack hard with the run game. Hopefully, J.J. is 100% healthy. I think there was maybe some concerns. But hopefully he is. Uh, feed Jarvis Landry and Really try to get them with the, I think the screen game and the bubble passes, short passes, and hopefully long runs. And the Steelers' defense isn't. They have injuries for one thing, and they're not the best defense in the league by any stretch. So, if you kind of keep it up like, like that, so basically, Miami can win if they keep the intensity up on defense and even make it a little chippy, get their ire up, and then offensively try to have long sustained drives every team tries to do that obviously but I think you can do that against the Steelers and I would say try to avoid the turnover Matt more if you can a lot of handoffs a lot of short passes and try to drive it down their throats maybe they'll get lucky that's my argument for the Dolphins that also might keep them off the field too so right. mm. keep up Ben off the field if they can have success running the ball so I think it's just I think it's just a matchup win for the Steelers. What do the Dolphins do? They they cram the line, they harass the quarterback, and they cover your top receivers. Antonio Brown cannot be covered. Uh, Lev Bell is an excellent secondary receiver. Even if you can't get him going on, on the ball, he makes he makes his own space on those out routes. Yeah, the Steelers defense uh, they did finish top fifteen. I, they may they were at one point ninth uh, by DVOA. They can get it done at times I, I know they do have a, have had a little trouble with injury I'm pretty sure Shazier is going to play mm-hmm. that will help 
no Stefan to it, though, I don't think. No to it. So, the Steelers are just a better team than Miami, especially with Matt Moore at quarterback. Uh, they, Miami really had something going with that running game and Tannehill not making mistakes back there. This offense hasn't had time with Matt Moore like, like you'd want for a playoff game, especially an elimination game of any kind. I don't remember seeing Matt Moore play at all uh, in his career and being impressed. So maybe I, the argument here would just be it's a tough draw for Miami. Like, if they'd had Tannehill, maybe this is a game. The Steelers are going beat to the, beat the shit out of them, though. Big Ben versus Matt Moore. You're going Big Ben. Yeah, every, every 100% of the time. Right. I will take a future Hall of Famer over this decade's Charlie Batch. Right. <laughs> when you put it that way, I'm convinced. <laughs> I'll go Steelers. Oh, right. Yeah, we're Tough all self. going Steelers. And they play so well at home. It's a, it's That's a, the main thing to me. Yeah. I think it'd be a lot more interesting if this was in Miami, but obviously it's not. So both these AFC games, eh, pretty bad. Yeah. Not looking forward to either. No, they're I'm really the only, not, pretty the only game I'm really looking forward to is the next one. We yeah, had that's the only time. good game, to be honest. And it is a good one. Giants at Packers. Now, we did our point-counterpoints. In the past, we've done, especially when it's one of our teams, like you target for the Packers against someone, we'll do a little point and agree. I want to throw a new twist on this for, for, for your voice here, Marv. Eric, why don't we open up a little point and attack? Okay. Meaning we're just going to go back and forth attacking Marv on on things that the Giants might do to win. And Mark so, has to combat why that won't happen and why the Packers will get it done. Okay, so we're the ones making the positive... The, For the, the Giants. And, the, and so here's, here's, exact, here, here's how it could, could okay. work, um, possibly. So I could just start, lead the attack by saying, look, this is the New York football Giants. When they get into the playoffs, you never know what's going to happen. But what usually happens is they win games. They've done it before. What happens with the Packers... They, they can lose playoff games. I've been seeing it. The Giants are the better playoff team just historically in the past decade. What do you have to say to that, Marvin? Well, the only constant from those two uh, Giants teams is uh, the human sack of laundry, Eli Manning. Hmm. And he's the only constant, yes, but he's an older Eli Manning, a worse Eli Manning. And Eli Manning that the, most points, he's, the most points he scored this year was 28 points against uh, the Eagles. They haven't, matter of fact, I don't think they've scored over 20 since they played your terrible Cleveland Browns. So this, this uh, you know, team that's supposed to be a playoff team, yes, their defense is good, but I don't think that offense is cutting it against the Packers because you're going to have to score more than 20 to beat the Packers. But the Giants have won on defense with their Super Bowl wins the past two times. Mm. This is not the same defense. This is a totally different defense. This isn't it's a... Yes, it is. So they finished top four DVOA. They finished number four by, right. by defensive DVOA. Nobody and that's true because they're a good defense. I can't even. Nobody gets open against their receivers, and they get right the fuck after the quarterback. Rodgers is going to have bodies in his face all day. No. We, so, so you forget, and a lot of people forget that the difference between the Seahawks or one of those teams, and you know your Cowboys, you guys got the best offensive line. You know who has the second best offensive line? The Green Bay Packers have the second best offensive line. Oakland, dog. No. Packers. All right, all right, all right. You can look at your DVOA. Well, I will say Oakland took a hit of their, maybe not in terms of DVOA or anything, but the fact that their lineman fell on Derek Carr and caused injury <laughs> okay. probably downgrades. Okay. <laughs> we have we have three top-rated uh, offensive linemen: uh, David Bakhtiari, T.J. Lang, and Brian Bulaga. They're good. All rated number one. What about Lindsay? Whatever from uh, Corey Lindsay's Ohio center. State. Yeah, he's a he's center. He's there. good. Yeah. He's good. Yeah. Travis the whole, Frederick is. A- the whole line is, is legit, and that's why Rodgers has nine seconds to throw a pass. See, the difference that with those Giants defense, back, you know, the Giants teams back then is that they got to the quarterback, and what didn't matter who was there. You know, with Strahan and uh, who, who, who's the other guy in the Subway commercials? I forget his name. What? Oh, Justin Tuck. Justin Tuck. Oh, Justin exactly. Tuck. Like yeah. the, Subway the Subway commercial guy. I forget. <laughs> Whatever. So they don't got those guys. And the one guy that they did have... You know, JPP is out with a sports hernia. Yeah, well, Olivia Vernon. Oh, Mr. Miami Dolphins? Come on, get out. Keep keep the attack up. Their secondary is good. It'll it'll make it more difficult. But when you have nine seconds to pass the ball, as we see that Rodgers has week in and week out, you can't cover everybody. You have no one capable of covering ODB. That was going to be my next move, but good one. Well, the first time we played him, we didn't have anybody capable of covering him, and he only had 55 yards, no touchdowns, five receptions. Ouch, you know he took your punch and threw it back Got in the face. Right, so, you know, yeah. just saying. Uh, another, uh, so I'm going to just attack you guys. 
Whoa. You know these Green Bay Packers. That's not <laughs> you know who leads the league in uh, most wins against playoff teams this year? Against the 12 seeds? The Packers. They have five wins against playoff teams. I can't believe it's the Packers. I never would have guessed that. Yeah. The way you Wait, it up. Which teams do they beat? They beat the Texans. Oh, they beat the Seahawks. They beat the Lions twice. They did. And uh, they beat the New York Giants that were playing this weekend. Oh, how could I forget that one? Mm. So, just saying. A lot of people was right. I was even counting us out. I'm impressed. I've been impressed the last six weeks. I'm back on board, so. All right. All right. You got anything else? Yeah, okay. So, what about the... All right. You're you're saying... um, I I mean, you kind of deflected this a little bit when I'm talking about the Giants, kind of, their history. Maybe it's it's just year to year. But I do want to go back to the Packers specifically, their history, they're not immune to dropping big games like this uh, at bad times in the playoffs, and a lot of times they mix it up with the Seahawks, and it was the Seahawks that got the better of them, but as much as you point to Rodgers being MVP, and I agree that he is, he is like just a league MVP for, the, for how long he's been good, and maybe Eli Manning is a human sack of laundry, but there's something to the fact that you, whether he gets just gets lucky or what, like Eli makes the big plays in the big games, and while Rodgers has made plenty of big plays in his career, one one Super Bowl, I could see the problems from earlier in the season resurfacing in the playoffs, just because they got the offense is looking a lot better now. Jared Cook, whatever or whoever you want to say, is like the linchpin of that or something. Just being a Packers fan, you gotta you gotta take a look at this and say like if if they get down early. You're gonna you're gonna be sweating at home watching or wherever you're gonna watch, right? Because yeah. history might yeah, be more yeah, on the yeah, Giants yeah. side than the Packers. Well, I I don't I, so I'm not I don't buy the Giants thing. I'm kind of sick and tired of hearing it. Same. Oh, I live in New York. I was born and raised here, and I have a ton of Giants friends, and that's all you hear about. And it's just like, why don't you make the playoffs every, you know, more than every five years? You know what I'm saying? So, but but my so the Packers thing I do buy though. Because the Packers have lost numerous playoff games. I believe it's four on the last play of the game. The last year against the Seahawks, against the, the Giants in 07, the, against the Niners in Kaepernick the second year in Green Bay. Like, it's happened a lot. I've experienced it. I know it. But the difference is in, in every one of those uh, losses, except for the Favre, because it was Favre that year against the Giants the first time, in every one of those, Aaron Rodgers left the field and the Packers either tied it or they took the lead. Then the defense came on the field, and that's where they got let down. Last year, they tied mm-hmm. the game. You know, the first drive in overtime, they lose. Against the Niners that year with Cap, couldn't get the ball back. The Niners just run down the clock, kick the field goal. Almost gets the block at the end, but, you know, same thing. And then against the Seahawks, that was just overall. Like, if one thing just breaks the other way, we're in the Super Bowl. You know, so I, I do agree with you. That shit sucks. I can't stand it. Everybody who says, oh, man, I'm a Browns fan, it's better to be a Packers fan. Yeah, it probably is, but... Yeah, where are you going with this? No, no, my point is that that shit sucks. Do you, do you, can you imagine losing four times in your quarterback's prime on the last play of playoff games where I feel... No, nah, it's brutal. We've it's been, so- you know, one of the best teams in the league and should be in the Super Bowl. So, you know, I, I do agree with you on that. That's tough. So if we do get down to this... Sorry, ass team, because I don't think the Giants are that great. I don't think the Giants are complete. I think the Giants are They're more not. defense than anything. All right, so good, good matchup, point and attack there. I think you propelled our attacks pretty, pretty yeah. well. To talk about the Giants real quick, I do think, yeah, they're not that good, but they hang around and they just somehow find a way to win all these games. Yeah. Even the Washington game last week. Yep. They got out to a fast start in that one. Actually, then they didn't do much for most of the rest of the game, and then they got it done at the end. And they cousins through picks, whatever, but. They don't look good doing it, but they, they get it done. And that's even though there are Super Bowl teams with the Giants, they even looked better doing it and just but no one thought they were blowing anyone away until they're in the Super Bowl all of a sudden. I keep harping on this like history thing, but I do think that's a real thing for whatever however you want to explain it. It is like a real thing to me what certain teams do, independent of how they're doing in a given year. Like even like last week I said I'm picking the Packers over the lines be just because the Lions are the loser team of right. the last decade. Right. The Packers are a winner team. The Giants aren't a loser team like that. But not that the Packers are either. And I am going to take the Packers. I do think they just have the better team. They're hotter lately. I would be more nervous about the Packers if they had more of a year like they've had the past couple of years where they mostly, or even like two years ago, three years ago, in, in their post-Super Bowl win era, the, the couple of years after that, 
no one was threatening them, even though the division was close a lot of times. No one was really threatening that right. much. People were still picking them to win the Super right. Bowl. This year, a different story. The first half of the season, pretty bad overall, especially by their standards. Yep. Now they're rounding into shape. So that's a little different to me, and I, I think that will propel them. I do think it'll be a very close game. Don't expect the Packers blowout. And I do think ODB is going to have a much better game than he did the first time against them. But I still think the Packers will win, and maybe it'll take a less uh, end-of-game draft. Hell, I hope it does. It's just a uh, observer on the sidelines. Right. No dog in the fight, really. And really, also, I would be fine with either of these teams winning. It's not where I hate one team. Obviously, a lot of giant friends as well. But I like I like Aaron Rodgers and the, and the pack for the most part. So that long wind up to say I will go Green Bay here. Yeah, it's uh, what you said. That that's what I've been saying. You know, the past couple of weeks where the offense and and just having our back against the wall reminds me of 2010 when they came in as a six seed and and they won the Super Bowl and it was kind of like they weren't that favorite that everybody had circled in. You know what I mean? And this is a lot like yeah, this is this year. This is exactly what it is. As far as that history goes. I don't think this is the big game where everything just falls to shit. If we face Dallas, I think that's where right. that history that's... kicks in tomorrow. Right. So that could be it. And we'll, and if that's going to be the matchup, we'll talk about it next week. So, Eric, do you want Packers as well, or do you want to be on both uh, of us are on an island? Strategically, give me Giants strategically, Island. Strategically, you're going to take Giants I believe Island. that the Packers will win. All right, but strategic islands are good, and I've been doing okay with them, so... I hope you're wrong. The only game we uh, for podcast. Purposes. I think you do too. Let as a Cowboys fan. Well, you let's, face? real quick, we're gonna wrap this up right now. But real quick, who who would you rather face? I'd prefer. Per, excuse me, I'd prefer to see the Packers. Okay, and just because the the defense. Giants have beat you twice. And... Yeah, I I don't want to play elite defenses. I, I I would like to not do that, please. Yeah, it makes sense. So you're gonna. Be well, according to you, you have the Lions facing the, the Cowboys. Oh well, if my thing works out, then, yeah. then that would just be automatic. Good. And what would happen? Packers, One of these Packers, Falcons, Falcons. Yeah. Hmm. I don't really like those matchups, so I, I, I'm probably not gonna. Falcons? Well, I'm gonna root for the Lions. I can't root for the Seahawks, but I don't. You know, it probably won't happen. If the Falcons Giants beat win, the Packers play the Giants next week, and then it would be Seattle or Detroit against Atlanta, right? No. Or if the Giants win, excuse me, we play the Giants next week. No, because the Lions are the six seed. So if the Lions, oh, I'm win, sorry, uh, I, I thought the Giants were the six seed. Okay, I'm I'm fine with this then. Yeah, you, yeah. You should definitely be rooting for the Lions to win. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because yeah. they already smashed them two weeks. ago. Yeah, so if if uh, that's not a good if they do the and we get, I kind of want that to happen too because I think we could beat the Falcons. I'm not scared of the Falcons. Their defense ain't shit. No, they no, beat us yeah. this year on well, on um, on a last second. It was thirty three thirty two. So. Yeah, Falcons, we'll talk about them next week, obviously, but it remains to be seen what we think about them in the playoffs versus regular season. But all right, everyone enjoy some wild card action this week as much Maybe as you can. Maybe some of it won't be bad. Maybe. Well, yeah, I Maybe. mean, if, if the Raiders-Texans game ends up being good somehow, I mean, that'll be the the biggest upset of, yeah, of the year, of the early year, but definitely. hey, that might be unchallenged the rest of the year. I never know. Uh, Padre signing off here. Uh, just subscribe to Brooklyn Rebound Podcast and find us on Twitter and Facebook at Podboys Productions. And peace out.